This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the number one tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley. As you can see, I'm still in Paris. I'm waiting to come back to London on the Eurostar this afternoon. It's been a great couple of days. And I'd like to say, looking ahead to what promises to be a fantastic days of women's action on Saturday in the third round draw is our WTA handicapper, Rory Giovanni. Rory, good morning to you. Good morning to you. Yeah, we didn't have the best of second rounds, but uh, it's going okay. And um, yeah, the profit and loss isn't looking too clever at the moment. But hopefully, hopefully Carolina Mukova is going to turn that all round for us, um, make it through the second week and, and go very deep. But um, we've had a fair few, fair few upsets so far. And I think that trend could continue. It seems that Roland Garros is playing... You know, from the comments from the players, it's playing pretty slow, very slow this year. A lot of players talking about the balls being slow and fluffing up quickly. Um, so you're not seeing many players, you know, the big hitters, they're finding it difficult because it's so slow. And um, so I fancy we could see some more upsets in the third round, but uh, Iga Shontek still the player to beat. She hasn't looked all that happy so far, but I say that she's still racked up two bagels, um, but she hasn't done it in the first set. Um, and we just missed out on our um, uh, unders bet yesterday um, just by one game against Claire Liu. So that was a little bit disappointing, but uh, we're, we're, we're there thereabouts. I think there's nothing, not, not, not going to get too panicked just yet, but uh, some very interesting games on Saturday. I, mean, I think the trend has been the similar across the ATP Tour Show as well with Sean Kammer. A very good winning, profitable first round. Lots of good second round. Um, I think we learn everything every day from betting and on the, the different surfaces. And it, like you say, the, the big talk here in Paris amongst the players uh, is the balls, the Wilson balls, which makes this court very, very slow indeed. The, all the data is coming out to suggest it's a very, very slow t- uh, tennis tournament. And that suits obviously a few players that we're going to talk about today. Um, before we go on to one, well, we will go on to the first round. But uh, um, as a tournament as a whole, is there anybody that you see that you, you know, Shrontek is obviously the minus money favourite. We've got Mukova as well. But uh, is there anyone else you see coming through who could could challenge on the outright markets in this section of the draw in particular? Um, yeah, tricky. I don't see anyone really pulling up trees. I think the players who might cause surprises. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the match later, but someone like Sara Soribes really likes slow slow courts. She's up against Yelena Rybakina. Possibility of a shock there. Will she go all the way? No, I don't think she will. I mean, I think there are players who on their day can pull off an upset, but not many who can go all the way. Onsha Burz looks pretty impressive so far. Um, will she stay fit for the whole two weeks? That would be my concern. 
It's very hard to look past Frontech in, in, in this top half of the draw, though. Um, Miran Dravers looked very good so far. Yeah. Um, she's got a blockbuster contest match against Coco Goff on Saturday. That will be very interesting to see who prevails there. Before we just go on to the match, just one further question. I mean, like I've spoken a lot of times to Sean Calvert and yourself about looking at futures ahead of an event when the market is concentrating on the French Open. So over here in Paris at the moment, if you go to the bookmakers' websites or the sportsbooks' websites, it's heavily, the tennis betting is heavily dominated about the action here in Paris. Nobody's thinking about what's going to happen in a month's time in Wimbledon. Um, you're saying it's slow. I wonder if there's anybody who's caught your eye who's probably performing, outperforming, on these slow conditions. And when it comes to Wimbledon SW19, someone who's going to be favourable and goes in with fuller confidence. It's a sort of a tactic that we've had before uh, by placing decent money on futures. Is there anybody that you look at now and think, you know what, if she continue her form, she could be a danger at Wimbledon? Well, I feel like I've been banging this drum for a long time, but Donna Vekic, uh, she she went out yesterday to Bernarda Perra, but no disgrace there. Um, I think... I think I said before, anything she does here is, is going to be a bonus. I think she's definitely one to watch on grass. There aren't too many grass court specialists about these days. And Vekic, I think she won Nottingham a few years back. Um, and I think at plus 15,000, 150 to one, I still, I think I've put her up before. Um, I think she's definitely worth an each way bet. And and the other one I'd look at, and we I keep mentioning her, but but Carolina Mukova, Um Again, another player who 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 has the game for grass. I and mean, I, I talked about comparing her to Ashley Barty, uh, I think at the start of the tournament. And I think Wimbledon is a tournament she could go very well at, and she's plus six thousand. Um, so that might actually be worth. If I haven't, I don't think I've put her up for Wimbledon. So that might actually be worth worth a selection um, each on, way. On, move your, on your little sheet there, I haven't got the odds in front of me. On your little sheet there, what uh, what price is on Jabeur? Onshabur is plus thirteen hundred. I think she's the take out for me. I think if she yeah. gets fit, I've been very impressive in the two matches. Beaten finalist last year at Wimbledon, probably should have won it. Really, when you think about it, does very really well in the grass. And uh, I think for the take out for me for the week, the, the, the first week of here, Onshabur's back, and if she can keep her fitness levels back, she's a, a real lively contender at Wimbledon because Iga Schwantek, if she's going to get beat early. In a major, it's going to be next month at Wimbledon. I mean, that's to look forward to now. That's all to look forward to here. On, on that on note, Wimbledon. really quickly, because for Wimbledon, you've got the top three, haven't you, in the betting, who are a miles clear, Sabalenka, Sviontek and Rybakina. Sabalenka's plus 350 and Sviontek and Rybakina are plus 400. And then it's a drop to Jabeur at plus 1300 and Kvitova at plus 1500. Fitness has been a worry for her. I suppose it's still a little bit of a worry for Jabeur, but... At those prices, you definitely want to you do you want to take on the the big three there. I yeah, think. yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm still not convinced by Sabalenka. I know she won the Australian Open, but I still think she's got the serve can go and too many unforced errors. And I'm 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 on a fader in this tournament as well. So it's all to play for, and all the actions coming up over a real busy period over the summer here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. Huge amount of action on the tennis and the build up to Wimbledon. We'll have you covered in the next couple of weeks. And the Wimbledon Championship starts the first week of July. So Looking forward to that one. Anyway, enough about Wimbledon. It's all about the French Open here in Paris. And as we say, we're going almost moving into the second week. Where's that first week gone? It's just flown by. The third round of the major. We've mentioned uh, Iga Spiontek on the money line. No one's going to get very rich betting her against Yang in her third round match. Iga Spiontek is minus 1,000. 
Wang is plus 1,800. The handicap here is 7.5, and, and the totals are 16.5, with under uh, the favourite at minus 137 over plus 107. So over 16.5 plus 107. Shows the dominance <laughs> of the poll. Incredible. Um, the big market, though, Rory, is the market, the Sealy Giovanni market, uh, over um, the three and a half bagels. Still also <laughs> play for two bagels so far from Iga Schwantik in the tournament. Um, you're talking about shocks. You're not going to make a shock here for Wang. She hasn't won a clay court match this season before she comes to Roland Garros, but she's turned that form book on the head, one, two, to progress this far. Can she cause any problems at all for the world number one and tournament favourite? Yes, Fiontek minus ten thousand for this match is is uh, oh, yeah minus ten thousand yeah, very short. She just hasn't looked all that happy though. In the first set against Booksa in the opener, she looked in trouble with the wind, and against Claire Liu yesterday, she looked to have the right hump in the first set. I mean, she, she always was... looks a bit moody though. She's never really but, that happy. Really, well, more moody than usual yesterday. I thought she won six four six love in the end. Just scuppering our minus eight and a half games handicap bet. Yeah, she's got two second set bagels. I think, uh, I think I'm giving Wang a chance here. I mean, this is Jin, a, to avoid confusion. This is Jinyu Wang, not to be confused as a left hander called Jiyu Wang, um, who's been who we've backed a couple of times. So this is Jinyu Wang, who's a right hander. She's no mug on clay. So last ahead of last year's French Open, she won an ITF 100K event on clay in Spain. This year, she had a good run at Indian Wells and conditions there only slightly quicker than in Paris. She beat Elise Mertens and Ekaterina Alexandrova at Indian Wells. She hasn't done much since, as you say. She hasn't had a good clay court season, but she's upset the odds in both matches so far, beating 31st seed Marie Bouspauskova. That was quite a surprise. She beat Goff in Rome uh, and she beat Rebecca Peterson in the previous round. Now, the pair have met once. That was at Wimbledon 2019. Obviously, a lot has happened since then. Uh, for the record, Sviontek won 7-5-7-6. I watched highlights of Wang against Alexandrova at Indian Wells, and I think she could give Sviontek some problems here. She hits her backhand very flat. She's got a good serve. And, and I think, importantly, she's happy to trade from the baseline without really going for the winner early. And we've seen the pole start slowly so far. I mean... Now, now I say this, she'll probably be out of the traps like a whippet, but I think first set over eight and a half games, which would have paid out in your first two, her first two matches. So first set over eight and a half games at plus 130 is a good bet here. And I'm going to have a swing for the fences here. Uh, I'm just going to have half a point on Wang to win the first set at plus 950. I just think Sviontek just hasn't looked her usual self so far. And she's up against someone who 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 likes clay. Um, she's obviously high on confidence having come through these first two rounds. She's enjoy she seems to be enjoying these conditions, which you can't say about that many players here. Uh, you know, we've talked about the balls and the slowness of the courts. Um I think this is a chance for it. I, I think what might happen is what I dream scenario, Wang wins the first set and then Sfiontek wakes up and wins the next two six love, which isn't out of the realms of possibility. But um I, th I, I think, think given your I think given your formula tournament so far and your luck in the last three months, yeah. I think Sfiontek wins the first set six love and wins the second <laughs> yeah, set. Yeah, six. Exactly. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's probably what will happen. But I, I think there's, I think there's reason to to take her on. And so she just hasn't looked that happy, especially in the first set so far. I quite like the over 16 and a half games at plus plus money. I mean, I think that's a great, yeah. I think that's great. If I was looking for an angle here, I think over plus 107, 16 and a half at plus money. That's, that's incredible. This is the third round of a major yeah. uh, two priority in form. But uh, Trumpet on the money one, not, not minus 1,000. I said, sorry about that. It's minus 10,000. You're all getting very excited. You think, oh, I have a bit of that minus 1,000. It's minus 10,000. <laughs> so um, could be problems. So the official pick for Maury, is a Wang to win the first set for half a unit and Wang to be over eight and a half games in the mat in the first set between Wang and Shrontek. Uh and that price is what price again? One, plus one thirty. Plus one thirty for the first set. Okay. So could be some problems. And if that does go to plan, you might want to get that uh, plane running with Shrontek, but uh, she'll probably prevail in the second, third set and get through to the last 16 here in Paris. Okay, the next match we're going to talk about is someone who's cost me money on both her matches so far, Bianca Andrescu up against Tuzarenka, the uh, Ukrainian. Andrescu is minus 138. She showed absolutely no play court form coming into this season. She had an injury in Miami. She was a fade for me in her first round match against Azarenka. She was a fade for me in a second round match against Navarro. She gets, she wins both of them and plays very, very well, actually. Um, this is a tough match for her, though, because the Ukrainian leads 2-0 in the head-to-head. The Ukrainian has a much better clay court record this year, uh, seven and three compared to two and two from the Canadian. Uh, but the handicap here is a one and a half start for Cesarenko minus one fourteen, and the games are pitched a lot higher than the sixteen and a half, as you would expect at twenty one and a half. Um, I, I don't know where to go with Andrescu. I mean, I, I've lost money on her. She's, she's become the Diego Schwartzman of the uh, of the women's draw for me. I've opposed him twice, and he's won twice. And Andrescu I've opposed twice, and she's won twice. So I, all, every part of me wants to back uh, Cesarenka at plus 110, but I don't know if I can do any more money on this uh, on, on Can- <laughs> the Canadian. Yeah, let's, let's just leave her alone. I, I, one word of warning, Cerenko's, she's she, uh, she's two up in the head-to-head, but Andrescu had to retire on both occasions. Um, you, we know how injury-prone she is. It's been, you know, they've blighted her career. Um Serenko first round knocked out the 2021 champion, Barbara Krajikova, probably the shock of the first round. She managed to keep the unforced error count low. The Czech had a poor day. Yesterday, scrappy old first set against Lauren Davis. Plenty of breaks to serve. Serenko won it 6-3. She broke at the start of the second, and then, then um, the American had to retire. Andrescu, as you say, as you say, she beat Azarenka in three sets in round one. She beat Navarro straight sets yesterday. Yesterday, she served pretty well, but she was very good on return. Um, and her numbers have been great so far against Azarenka. 47 winners to 24 unforced errors. Yesterday, 18 winners against 16 unforced errors. I, I think I-, I was tempted by Andrescu at minus one and a half sets at plus 180. I just think she's playing the better tennis. Um, it's only a lean. I just, I just couldn't. You know, with her injury problems, it's just, it's not one I'm going to follow through with a bet. I, th- I just think she's playing the better tennis. She probably should win, but there's always that doubt. She hasn't long come back from spraining ankle ligaments in Miami. Um, this is her best showing since. They said she's shown no form on clay before before Roland Garros. Just wonder if her body's going to hold out. That's the problem. 
Yeah, big question marks for both both players there. So a lean for Rory on Andrescu minus one and a half sets. Um, I've got a lean for the, the the Ukrainian, but I can't lose any more money. <laughs> in this tournament, uh, next match is an interesting one for me. I think this offers a, a decent bet. Actually, spread low for minus one twenty five against Kayla Day, the young American qualifier who is around about plus one hundred six to win this match. Uh, the handicap again is one and a half, exactly the same as the Andrescu match. With uh, the American plus the one and a half games at minus one twenty two, and the totals again pitched at twenty one and a half. Uh, Shredlova has done very well. She beat Kudamatova. She beat Bolsova in two very very impressive performances. Uh, Day has qualified through looking very very well, and she knocked out uh, the uh, fellow American Madison Keys in the last rounds. And not really too shocked about that result. Might look good on paper, but Keys. Wouldn't be comfortable with the conditions here. She's someone who definitely wouldn't be comfortable with the conditions here. Uh, but the market seems to be quite favourable towards Kayla Day. I don't know much about Kayla Day. Do you know much about Kayla Day, Roy? And if you do, just please tell us a little bit more about Yeah. Um, yeah, she's racked up some good wins on clay over in the United States lately. She won the ITF 100K event in Bonita Springs, Florida last month. Yeah, I don't think anyone would have seen her beating Keys yesterday. This this is now her best showing in a major. She's a left-hander. She was just 16 when she reached the US Open second round in 2016, where she actually lost to Madison Keys. So was it seven years revenge in the making there? So it was a long time coming. She's had a lot of injuries over the past six years. Um, and that's why, you know, she's pro- she's just coming back now, really, as I said, with those those wins earlier this season. Um, that match yesterday, though, he's hit 40 winners, but she made 74 unforced errors. As you say, someone who definitely wouldn't like the slowness of the courts. Day's return stats were very good yesterday, though. Um, Keys won just 23 points out of 52 on her first serve. That's 44%. And we know Keys is a, is a very strong server. So quite surprising statistics there. Schmidlova, she stunned Kudametova in, in round one and beat our pick, Leona Bolsova, yesterday. That was a proper clay court slog against the Spaniard. Um, she hit 26 winners, made 32 unforced errors. Not hideous stats in these conditions. I think Schmidlova will win. I mean, if Day returns as well as she did yesterday, it could be interesting. But I can see, you know, Day probably is, on what she's achieved, Day is probably quite short. But not not one for me to have a bet on, I think. No, I have a lead for Schmedlover at minus 125. I think that's yeah. uh, also fade with Day having the big win against the fellow American. And uh, the American media on her, uh, attend, on her back at the moment, you know, not, not, not her back, but uh, giving a lot more media attention she would expect. And I think she may not be able to handle the pressure. And I think Schmedlover here at minus 125, probably the better, you know, much more better for bigger stage. I think she'll get through to the last 16. Now, Talking about pressure, talking about hype. The next match, this is the big one. This is the interesting one. Uh, Team Sensation, Mira Andreva up against Corey Goff. I mean, how things change in, in tennis. A year ago, Corey Goff was the team sensation. Now she's the, the oldest stateswoman in this match. <laughs> against, at 20 years of age against the 16-year-old super kid Andreva. Um, at the time of the graphic, we had Andreva up at plus 120. She's actually been bet down to plus 115 now. The market loves this uh, young Russian. I was quite sceptical of her. I thought, you know, could she could she raise a game against Deanne Parrish? Could she? Uh, the market has got a bit crazy. I watched the first set and how wrong was I? I mean, I knew she was good, but I didn't realise how good this girl is. I mean, she's an absolute 
certainty of her future number one. She's a certainty to win a, a, a Grand Slam, not a question of of if, it's a question of when. Um, Corey Goff, the one thing I would say about Corey Goff, I know the conditions are going to suit her, but when the pressure's on Corey Goff, she hasn't really been able to, to handle the pressure in her career so far. When the pressure's not off her, she swings easy and she plays well. But when she's expected to do well, she, she's she's under pressure. And in this game, the American is the one under pressure. The 16-year-old has got nothing to lose. It's going to be on a show call. It's going to be a big call. Andreva's biggest stage of her career. She's won five matches to get to this stage through qualifying. Hasn't dropped the set. Corey Goff has looked far from convincing, it's fair to say. The handicap here is one and a half. And yet again, the totals are 21 and a half. Before we go into the game, into this match, break it down. Just, we'll just have a look. What, what are your thoughts of this uh, Mira Andreva? Just how good is she going to be? She she looks fantastic. Yeah, she does. I mean, I, I, I hesitate to get, and I know you, about, you know, future one number one and slams. I mean, there's so many players who, you know, I've thought well, if, and it's, and it's come to be can be world number well, two. Well, easy, uh, not <laughs> the sacred cow. Um, no, I she's she's clearly very talented. I think what impresses me so much about her is she looks almost the finished article. I mean, she's only sixteen, but her shot selection is so good. I mean, that match against Parry yesterday, she just seemed to play the right shot in every situation. She doesn't. She doesn't go for the winner too early. You know, she just, you know, she's not a pusher by any stretch, but, you know, she she just seems to know, you know, she just seems to be in control of points. She And, and she's 16, so she's only, she's limited by how many tournaments she can play in because she's only 16. I think, I think she can only play in 12 tournaments a year. So for someone with such little genuine tournament experience, she looks almost like a veteran which is quite incredible you know so she's not like one of these raw youngsters who's got you know big shots and can hit it everywhere she can hit it i mean she's not the most powerful hitter she'll probably get more powerful as she gets older um which is a scary prospect but she just seems tactically to be very sound which is for me very very impressive um i mean we're all probably saying similar things about coco goff who sprung sprung on the scene as a 14 year old i mean she's still only 19 it's crazy it's absolutely crazy but um yeah i i think she's she's clearly very talented and yeah the sky is the limit i suppose you'd say but yeah i she i mean yesterday the numbers weren't massively impressive she only hit 11 winners yesterday and but 15 on forced errors but you know i think she just she just adjusted her game you know she could see that parry's often going for the big shots. Parry had 38 unforced errors. So Andreva, she can attack. She can play a more sort of passive defensive game. She's just very, very sound tactically and, and just seems to know what she's doing on the court. I thought it was a Mike Parry in the first set rather than Deanne Parry. <laughs> so um, so what, what, what is your thought of the game? You, you, I like Andreva. I, I like really? Andreva to win this. I mean, you know, Goff... I'm still not convinced by her form. And you said about her in pressure situations, you know, she she just hasn't looked that good this season. Um, she dropped the first set of her opener against Rebecca Masarova. She beat Yulia Grab her comfortably enough yesterday, although she was broken three times, including twice at the start of the second set. Um, 
think this is going to be Goff's first test, really, at Roland Garros. She's going to have to keep the unforced error count low because the Russian doesn't make many. And, you know, Goff's not going to get cheap points. I really like Andreeva at plus 120. Was it plus 115 now? It's gone down now to, yeah, plus 115. Yeah, still still a bet for me. I always, my philosophy in these kind of things is how would you bet at the start of the tournament and how would you price it now? If it was the first round of the tournament, what would you be, Goff? And you'd be, I'd probably be plus 220, 250, Andreeva. And I know Goff hasn't performed well, but I I think we may have missed the, the value on Andreeva. I think... For me, it'd be a watching brief. But if you if you want to um, if you want to pull the trigger, that's why you're there. So an official pick for the Russian plus one fifteen. Yeah, we're going for Andreeva. The Andreeva bandwagon rolls on through to through to the last sixteen of the French Open for the sixteen year old wonder kid. Uh, next match sees the Wimbledon champion Elena Rybakina up against Sorebez Torno. I know you mentioned her as a potential shock. You said about shocks. Um, this one potentially will be a shock because. Rebecca is minus 560, the number four seed. Um, Sorbez Toro is plus $4. She leads the head-to-head 1-0, which was in 2021 in Miami. Uh, eight matches, winning run now for Rebecca on clay, which is surprising, really, uh, given how dominant she is on the fast, of course. This was considered her weakest uh, surface. And 9-2 and two on clay on the year for the Rome champion. Um, the handicap here is 5.5. It's around about minus 112, the pair. And the totals are very low again, considering this game at 19 and a half. Um, you've hinted about the Spaniard could cause problems. So I, I'm guessing that you you think this could be a potential shock as well. But, um, I don't know if you're going to play the money line at $4, but uh, if you are, explain why. And if you're not, what is the best angle to get with the Spaniard here against the Wimbledon champ? Yeah, so that previous meeting, obviously Miami, a venue which would definitely suit Rebecca in a better Soribes won 6-1-3-6-3-6-2. I'll say that again, 6-1-3-6-6-2. Rebecca was the 21st seed there. I mean, it's a few months before, well, it's a little while before she did win Wimbledon, about a year or so before she won Wimbledon. She's a far better player now. But she doesn't face many opponents like the Spaniard. This will be a real test of her patience. Soribes, as I've said before, she's a horrible opponent on clay. She's a proper old school clay court pusher. No great weapons, just keeps getting the ball back from the baseline. It's not it's not great to watch, perhaps, but, you know, she's beaten Clara Burrell and Petra Martic, two players in decent form, both in straight sets. I say she's a pusher. She hit 19 winners against Martic yesterday, only 10 unforced errors. She missed Rabat the week before Roland Garros, but looks she looks fit to me. And it's actually the first time she's been through to round three at Roland Garros, which is a bit of a surprise given how good she is on clay. Uh, Rybakina, sketchy start against Brenda Frivertova. She went down a break in both sets. She wasn't broken once by uh, another Czech teenager in Linda Noshkova in, in round two. Mentioned earlier about the balls fluffing up, the court being playing really slow. If Rebecca's not quite on her game, this will be really tough. And I think, you know, the bookies are expecting her to just be able to hit through Soribes, you know, like she's done most of her opponents this year. I just don't think she'll be able to do it. Uh, I think given the way Soribes plays, as I say, Rebecca, this is the sort of player that Rebecca does not face very often. And when she has faced her, she's lost on in quicker conditions. I I really like Soribes at plus 400. I, I think this 
just just the matchup. I mean, you know, Rebakina could hit through her. That is possible. But I just it's playing they're playing so slow these courts. I really fancy Cerebes. The more I think about it, the more the more I, I fancy her chances because you know Rebakina's gonna have to serve really well. You know, she's gonna have to just keep hitting shots. Cerebes makes you play the extra ball. And, and Rebecca, she's going to have to be so patient to just to see off the Spaniard, who, as I say, she's a really horrible opponent on the on these slow courts. I think the other thing that's very important here is it's it's slower and it's much much cooler in the evening. It's very very cold. It, it, you have to, you know, I'm walking around with a t-shirt today. It's really hot during the day, t-shirt and shorts weather. But yeah, after put a jumper on in the evening, the temperature drops quite considerably, and it's a lot slower at night, and the wind obviously picks up as well. So if you look at the stats on the evening matches, they're, the courts are even playing slower. So I think the scheduling here is huge as well. If this is a night match, I think that's a, I, I, I would probably even, you know, go with your your, your analysis even stronger. Uh, but obviously we don't know the schedules yet. The schedules will be known at some time today on Friday. So check the Bet Rivers website. You'll see all the times when they start. But we do know that the early start will be sort of 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Eastern time. So if you do want to bet uh, today, make sure you get it on in time. But the order of play will be known. And if this match is placed on a stadium court at night under the lights, then it will be even slower. Uh, we have three more matches to quickly run through. Uh, Beatrice had, had a Maya minus 130 up against Alexandrova, plus 106. 2-0 uh, the head-to-head to the Brazilian. The handicap, the very... Similar to a lot of these matches, one and a half minus 107 for uh, Alexandra, minus 117 for Hanad Mayer. The total games are 21 and a half. Hanad Mayer leads 2 0 in the head to heads, but both of them were in 2017. Uh, should we look too much into that head to head record? No, um, no. I mean, too long ago, really, to to be important. Although that first clash was in Prague, which is where Alexandra's Drovers based. It was no way fixture of Adej Meyer, if you like. I mean, Alexandrova's as much Czech as she is Russian. She's lived in Prague for, for years. Um, I thought Alexandrova looked very good yesterday against Annalena Friedson. Um, but the German made a lot of errors. Um, Alexandrova hit 16 winners to 20 unforced errors. I say, not too bad on these courts. Um, Hadaj Maya was pushed all the way by another Russian in Diana De- Schneider, eventually winning 6-4 in a third. Hadaj Maya historically better on clay. On, based on what I've seen so far, I think Alexandrova has a chance, um, although all her results come on, best results come on quicker surfaces. I'd lean towards Alexandrova, but not a massively strong opinion. I'll, I'll leave it alone from a betting perspective. Yeah, it looks an interesting Mike. Watching brief there, I'm certain that Hadad may really relish the conditions of some of the better for the Brazilian there as well. Uh, the next match we're going to talk to is probably one of the uh, talk about one of the most evenly matched matches of the day. I think it's uh, it is a better Cotaretta, a friend of the show here, regular. I love to say the name. Is it is, is a better Cotaretta? It's great. Uh, minus 125 against Pera. Uh, Pera is plus 102. The head-to-head is 2-1 to Pera. Um, they played in 20 this year in uh, Hobart, but it was a real long match. 35 games featured in that match. Uh, the line for the total of the games, this one, is 21 and a half, which, considering it's a, a sort of very close match, and considering that they've had some history of long matches between the two of them, uh, 21 and a half maybe looks a, a little bit of a of a, of a of an overplay at minus 113. The handicap is uh, one and a half. Um, what do you think of this one? Yeah, so Hobart, that match in Hobart, Pera had two match points in the second set tiebreak, blew them, and then the Italian won 6-4 in the third. And although Hobart was hard, 
it's really slow in Hobart, probably as slow as these courts in Paris. Um, Pereira won their first two matches. They've played three times and they've all come in the last year. So quite a good good guide. And Pera won the first two. Um, I do quite like Pera uh, here, um, but she gets really edgy when the finish line comes into sight. Um, I think she's beaten better opposition so far. I mean, Cochoretto beat Petra Kvitova in round one, but I don't think the Czechs, you know, she hasn't hadn't played since Madrid. Not sure she was fully fit. Um, I'd lean towards Pera. She beat Donna Vekic yesterday in three sets. Um, I'd lean towards Pera at plus 102, but as I say, she's she just gets really edgy near the finish line, so I, I wouldn't like to play at that price. That's why I like the over 21 and a half games. It's yeah, like it's, a good, it's, it's a good shout. Both players get nerves. Both players in, in the chance of making a last 16. Of, of a, a major tournament, not going to get many opportunities like that. I think the nerves will play a part here in 21 and a half. Looks a, a decent overplay. The final match we're going to talk about is that lean or that pick that I've sort of gauged out. I think the Anja Burr has really impressed me in her first two matches. She, she's up with a tough opponent though, Danilovic. Uh, minus 350 for Anja Burr, the number seven seed. Danilovic is plus 275. The handicap here is four and a half. Totals are 21 and a half. But Danilovic has won 10 matches on the on the spin now, on the clay. Uh, 10 winners on the shot and 10 winners without dropping a set. Yep. Very, very impressive stats. Uh, but Jabir, equally impressive. Jabir, wherever she goes, she has a huge, huge, huge following, especially here in France. She's very, very popular with the tennis fans. And uh, this is a tough match uh, for both of them, actually. Yeah, Danilovic won the ITF 100K in Madrid beating Sara Sorribes Torme in the final. Watch the highlights of that. She hit some incredible winners, especially on the forehand wing. Came through qualifying in Paris. Now she's in round three. She beat Jasmine Paolini in the previous round. I watched last some highlights last year in, in Lausanne in very similar conditions to these at Roland Garros, perhaps a little quicker. She gave Anastasia Potapova the runaround. She beat her 6-3, 6-2. Uh, she then lost to Petra Martic in the final. She's a tall, big-hitting lefty. She likes to find the corners with her serve. She gives the ball an almighty whelp. Chabert looked superb in round one against Bronzetti. Not, not quite so impressive yesterday against Dodan, Ocean Dodan. Um, she didn't serve fantastically well. And I think, importantly for this gap match, she doesn't have a great record against left-handers. I think there could be an upset here. They haven't met before. <laughs> The thing is here, I just think Sheber will somehow find a way to win because she can play so many ways. I think, you know, she'll mix in the drop shot. You know, she'll mix things up. I get the feeling she might need a set to work the Serbian out here because Daninovic is, I mean, you'll see she's, she, you know, she's tall. left. She's almost like a left-handed version of Dodan when she was, you know, at her best a few years ago. She's a really dangerous opponent. And 10 wins in a row, all in straight sets, tells you that. Um, I fancy Danilovic to win the first set at plus 185 and, and possibly Shabert to win after that. But she's she when she gets going, she looks a real force of nature. And this is a tough assignment for Shabert. Very, very tough indeed. So on Saturday looks a day of sort of underdogs or potential shots or difficult matches for all the CD players, according to... Our WC handicapper, Rory. Rory, just give us a little recap of your official picks uh, that you've got for us on Saturday's card in the women's third round of the French Open. So, Igor Fionte against Xin Yu Wang. Um, I'm having a normal one point 
bet on first set over eight and a half games at plus 130. And I'm just going to have half a point on Wang to win the first set at plus 950. And then three more. We've got Mira Andreva to beat Coco Goff at plus 115. The the shock of the day, I think, could be Sara Soribes Toromo. Uh, I fancy here at plus 400 to beat Yelena Rybakina, the Wimbledon champion. And then the last one, Olga Danilovic to win the first set against Angebur at plus 185. Yeah, I pretty much agree with you. I think there's going to be difficult games and my angle attack for my leans is going to be on the total games. I want to go over 16 and a half, Shirontek. I want to go over 21 and a half in the match between Kocharetta and Pera. And I also want to go over 20 and a half in the Jabur match. I think... Uh, there's all different ways to get within many different markets on the BetRivers website. You can go over there. There'll be about 40 different markets at each of these matches. Check the times. The start times. The start times are crucial. And obviously, if you do place a wager, you'll be able to live stream the matches from the comfort of your own home or from your tablet early on Saturday morning where you have your breakfast and hopefully cash in tickets before you wake up and get out of bed. Uh, remember, there's four ways to follow us here on Game Bet Match on Betting Week. You can download our podcast, which is doing fantastically well in the podcast charts across America and in Great Britain. We were number two in Great Britain yesterday, which is a fantastic achievement for us with some really powerhouses of the tennis world we're up against. But brilliant. Thank you very much for uh, downloading that. You can download it by searching Game Bet Match Betting Weekly or Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on your preferred podcast provider. You can also follow our YouTube channel, which is the Bet Rivers Network, which will keep you across all the fabulous content that our handicappers provide from here and across the pond. And also we have our socials where you can follow us all on our Twitter handle at Because We Win and our Instagram handle also with the same uh, title at Because We Win. I'll be returning tomorrow and I'll be heading to Wembley for the FA Cup final, Manchester United against Manchester City. You can follow my journey on our Twitter stories. Uh, Rory, good luck for today and tomorrow. Uh, have a, and good luck with Mukova. Hopefully, hopefully we can get Mukova through to the latter stages and win her quarter. Uh, enjoy your day. Good luck with your bets. And uh, we'll be back on Sunday with uh, Sean Calvert looking at the men's draw. And it should probably be the last 16 then. So enjoy your weekend. Um, we'll see you again on Sunday. Take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.